actually need to add myself to the camera. Hello! <laughs> Welcome to the Scottish Rugby Podcast. Uh, we are currently running slightly behind time, actually, um, to catch up with where we're at. Um, welcome to the Scottish Rugby Podcast. It's me, John Anderson, in the hot seat tonight. We are expecting some guests to join us very shortly. We've actually just been recording a different podcast, uh, and uh, our guest is running slightly late. Um, yeah, if you're here for the first time tonight, welcome. Good to see you along. Uh, good to see so many of you joining us live as well. Um, it's been a wee while since we've been here tonight. Happy New Year, indeed. Happy New Year. Um, 2024 has arrived. Is this Scotland's year? Um, post in the comments if you're watching. Um, we always say that, don't we? It's Scotland's year. It's going to be uh, interesting to see where Scotland go in the Six Nations. Tonight, we, we're planning to cover... Uh, obviously, that 1872 um, second leg, Glasgow-Edinburgh, also the historic uh, match between the Glasgow and Edinburgh women. Uh, what a fixture that was, if you got along to it. If you if you were there, again, post up on the comments for me. It'd be great to see. Um, we're, all, we're also going to have a look at the Scotland squad and potential bolters. Obviously, this Glasgow-Edinburgh game at the New Year is often considered to be the, almost the what was the it was the Reds against Blues or you know if you were there uh, you might remember it it was the selection matches that used to take place um, you we, we've seen that you know live in the URC the last couple of weeks which has been brilliant so um, yeah um, as you'll probably tell I'm I'm <laughs> playing for time just now because I don't have a don't have a guest who's joined me uh, but. Yeah, if, if you're here for the first time, as I said, welcome. But uh, if you are uh, returning or you want to find out some stuff, let's pop some stuff up on the, the calendar. It's scottishrugbyblog.co.uk, uh, we're affiliated with. Go over there, have a look at the news. There's a particularly good article about the, the Celtic uh, Celtic Cup that has popped up. Um, 
I'm just going to get, sorry, two seconds because I see Craig's just popped up. Yeah, we've got uh, Eleanor has posted about the, the, the Celtic goal. Craig, thank you for saving me. <laughs> <laughs> my apologies. I, I was oh, my days. I, I was all set to go and then my computer decided that it was no longer recognising StreamYard oh, and I was like, I have to get a code. And oh man, I apologise to everyone. The, I think the fans out there have just witnessed. You, do you know in Wayne's World where Garth ends up in front of the camera and he just kind of shakes and uh, you know kind of makes noises? That's basically what I've just done for the last four minutes. So thank you finally for joining. Hey, those of you who haven't noticed, Craig Manson has joined us tonight. Craig oh, Manson, good, how are you doing? Good, hello, good welcome. Uh, me and Craig have just been doing another podcast for an hour and a half, but it has. Uh, you know, it's been quite a wee while. So, um, yeah, we're 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 continuing the podcast evening tonight. It is great to see. <laughs> As usual, there you go. As usual, the prop saves the day. Well, yes, damn right, damn right. Those of you witnessing my current physique would probably say I should have been playing prop too. But um, yeah, so I'm just just uh, yeah, Scottish rugby rugby blog. Head over to Scottish Rugby. Uh, words. I have words. I definitely have words. Get involved. Head to Facebook, Scottish Rugby Podcast, Twitter at Scottish Rugby Pod, YouTube at Scottish Rugby Blog. And of course, we're on Twitch. If you are one of the young birds who's on there, Scottish Rugby Podcast. Uh, if you head over to www.patreon.com slash uh, Scottish Rugby Podcast, you can support the podcast. We do really, really appreciate uh, any support we can get with this podcast. It's great uh, if you're able to to support us. Three pounds a month will get you into into the, the supporters lounge. Uh, we also have a very super secret Facebook page that you get to be part of. And I must say, don't know about you, Manson, but the chat in the Facebook page is actually quite good. Like compared to some of the forums out there, the chat is particularly good. I'm quite impressed with it. Yeah, I have to say it's uh, not not to sound condescending at all to our uh, Patreon uh, our Patreon <laughs> friends. Um, no, no, I would expect nothing else. But but your your chat's up to spec. That's nice, awful your, nice your, of you. Your chat is up to spec. Uh, by the way, your prop saving the day is Doogie Low. He's somehow anonymous. There is no way Doogie is anonymous. Let's be honest. He is uh, one you of. You can our usually tell it's Doogie that's posting, uh, even if it comes up as Facebook user. So. Uh, so, so I've, 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 yeah, well, exactly, yeah. So I've obviously given the introduction to the fans because I was panicking for time, Craig. Um, oh, let's, yeah, exactly. I know, right? Let's <laughs> let, let 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 let's look at the let's go eighteen seventy two, the uh, second leg uh, at Murrayfield. We'll concentrate on that first. Uh, we're going to have a wee talk about obviously the historic match prior to that game. But let's talk about, you know, the the win went to Edinburgh. The trophy went and stayed west. Um, everybody was a loser, really, weren't they? It was, it was a, bit, a bit rubbish. I, can't, I don't understand what you're saying here. <laughs> I don't understand what you're saying. I had a fantastic day out at Murrayfield. It was brilliant. It was, uh, apart from being incredibly cold, it was freezing, um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, no, I had a fabulous time. It was great, and to and to go into a game with um, most of the Weege and the press saying that the Weege were going to beat us, and for us to turn that round was quite nice. Um, I'm being, uh, I'm trying to be as 
as less smug. I'm trying to be as less smug as I, as I wanted yeah. to sound tonight. No, I um, mean, that, you're absolutely right. Then. So, actually, the, the build-up to the fixture, there was a lot of chat about Glasgow and Glasgow's abilities. You know, the press did concentrate on Glasgow having won the first leg. I think it's only fair that you do get your moment in the sun here. Um, a, cert- a, certain, a certain person feeling close to me did say that Glasgow were going to, in brackets, pump Edinburgh, if I remember correctly. I'd, I, um, may, I, I may have said that. Yeah. I may have said that. Uh, and I was wrong. Um, <laughs> hold on, hold on. Wait, wait. What? 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 What's that? Is that? Is that the weave button? Oh, it's just. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I could do this podcast myself. I'm sure. <laughs> no, no. I think. I think. Like. I think Edinburgh stood up very well. Um, particularly, like obviously, Glasgow came out, scored a try very quickly. Uh, looked very dangerous to start with. And I think what Edinburgh done very, very well is individuals allowed them to build into the match, um, which allowed them then the opportunity. Glasgow didn't take their opportunities necessarily, which has been a wee bit of a story of Glasgow's season, actually. Um, but, yeah, I mean, wh- 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 where where do you think Edinburgh... Like, wh- how did Edinburgh win that match? Let's let's throw that generalisation over we, you. We, we've talked about this a little bit, John, and, and, and we've had a, a fair bit of conversation about it. Um, as I said last week, Edinburgh, or, or the week before, Edinburgh seemed to be playing their game by committee at this moment in time. And and, it, and the, at times, they were ponderous. At times, they just had one-up runners offering themselves. Um and taking the ball on singularly, and they looked pretty blunt, to be perfectly honest. Where the differences between Glasgow and Edinburgh, is, from what I can tell, um, is that Glasgow tend to be a team that play together and play for each other, whereas Edinburgh seems to be, at times, they, they depend on the superstars to make a... Uh, to do something extraordinary. And obviously, um, the recently re-signed um, duo of Darcy Graham and um, uh, and Joanne van der Merwe did that. And it was a great individ- well, individual uh, movement between the pair of them. But Darcy Graham turned that ball over beautifully, um, put it to Duhan, and Duhan did what I have been screaming Duhan to do for many, many games now, and that is pin his ears back and not care what's coming at him, just go for the trialling. Um, so I think Glasgow let certain things away, um, but I think also Edinburgh got the rub of the green when it came to their uh, their, their, their big, high, you know, their high-end players made a, made a difference at the point they needed to make a difference. There was little nice little touches within it. Uh, you know, I thought that the WP Nell, uh, Jamie Batty, um, uh, it, was good, it was good battle, actually. It was a good battle. Um, you know, obviously VP had them on toast every single time, in my opinion. But, <laughs> uh, but no, um, it, it was good. It was, it was it was good to look at that. I'm I'm slightly concerned that uh, that that Pierre Schumann has um, has has uh, lost his show, power with his show, Lost his power. He has sh- shown his Achilles heel. Um, uh, but no, I, I think Schumann, uh, Schumann will forever be Schumann and he's, he's a fantastic player. I, d- it, I just think there were other players out there that, 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 that maybe outshone him this, this, uh, this weekend. I, yeah. I, th- I think that it's where the, like, oh, 
can't believe we're going into this, right? It's where the propping battle is very interesting, isn't it? Because obviously you've you've always got opposite props squaring up, and you've got you know Schumann. Schumann's a very very big man for a tight head. Uh, for a for yeah. a loose head. Sorry, oh, for loose head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Loose head. Yeah, sorry to do a cameo there. Um, no, no very, 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 very big man <laughs> as well. Exactly. He was a very big. He is. He is a huge man, and then he's up against Xander. So Schumann, for me, Schumann often shines. Had to, to quote what's just come up. Yeah. Uh, Schumann often shines in the loose. I think he, he's very. His carrying ability, his breakdown ability in particular, is incredible. Um, his set piece work is normally solid, but this is where, like, you, you know, you're it's such fine margins in that front row now that. You know, whisper it is Xander Fagerson finally the tight head that we deserve. Um, has has he reached that point where he can scrimmage? You know, his work in the loose has always been brilliant as well. But I think Xander is getting to a point where his set piece work is now at the level that international referees are going to be what rewarding him uh, regularly. Yeah, I, I don't have a. You know, the minute he stopped putting his legs too far back, uh, his feet yeah. too far back, and he developed, uh, everybody said that Xander Fagerson will come into his own once he's past twenty six. Yeah. Um. And 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 he is. He's 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 getting there. Um. He's even he's even parked. Uh, you know, he left his handbag. His handbag. Um, I, I, his handbag at, was nowhere to be seen. Was left and was left in the changing room. Um. At the weekend. So. Um. <laughs> You know, I, I, I'm I'm getting more and more impressed with him. He's looking leaner. He, does, um, he looks a wee bit, yeah, I would agree. He looks he looks fitter, and he looks he looks like he's he's serious. He's going to be a serious, um, a serious serious asset, um, for him, um, uh, for us, I should say, in, in in the Six Nations. So I think, but the, just as you say, John, you know, if you if you're looking at a front row for Scotland, Schumann on the loose. Um, Xander on the uh, tight heads. Yeah, yeah, totally. You know, there's very uh, probably barring um, the the South Africans. You're probably looking at one of the best front row pairings there there's out there. You know. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. It's a it's a very very strong, and you've got backup as well. Yes, WPNL, as I've just said in a pre- previous podcast, that WPNL might actually be a vampire, and I'm pretty sure he might live till. Forever, seventy-six but, minutes he played on the weekend. Yeah, what? What is that? How? Why? Well, like, that's because that's because Darcy Ray's on the bench, but that's a different story. Well, let's let's, <laughs> let, let, let's pull at that thread slightly because I have my views on that as well, Craig. Um, let's pull at that thread very. Those of you who thought we we're coming to talk about Duhan, by the way, just just leave now. It's okay. <laughs> Oh, we'll talk about Duan at some point. But. We're, well, we might, in context of how he could probably be a prop. We're going to dissect props um, to the to the nth degree here. Darcy Ray, you know, Darcy was considered to be one of the great prospects of Scottish rugby for a wee while at Glasgow till people realised he couldn't scrummage. And then he went to Bath and then people realised he couldn't scrummage. And he's now come to Edinburgh. And he's getting four minutes in in eighteen seventy two. What a waste of a wage! And uh, that sounds and and that sounds. In... I'm deliberately sounding incredibly harsh, but you're going to temper my my uh, harshness, aren't you? No, I'm not. 
and that's my problem. And that's 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 and and I want to I I you know I wholeheartedly apologise to Darcy Ray if he ever did if anybody if ever happens to said, stumble upon this if he ever stumbles so. across I I you know he's a professional rugby yeah. player he deserves um you know he works hard and he he um he puts his body on the line I have got you know I cannot take anything away from that. The Correct. problem I have with him is that he is just, well, just taking into account Bath's season last season when they brought him into the into the, the, yeah, the, yeah. the front row. He gave away really brain-dead penalties yeah. regularly. Yeah. Um, he, he scrummaged badly. He looked like he couldn't get to the rucks quick enough. He was just... He would lose the ball in contact. It was just un- he had an unfortunate season with Bath. Let, let let me be kind on that side of things. We let it, again um, Edinburgh and the SRU do things that are brain dead at times. They, oh, let, Mur- they, they let they let Murray McCallum go. Yeah, yeah. First of all. Um, and Murray McCallum can scrummage both sides of the of, of the um, uh, of the scrum, and they also, you know, that added on to letting Matt Scott go. And where we are currently in in, in Edinburgh, we're struggling for centres. You know, people uh, say yeah. we're not struggling for centres. We've got plenty of centres, but we're not got centres that maybe we should be we should Matt, be demanding. Matt different level to it's back to depth versus quality you know just because we have quantity doesn't mean you have quality yeah and uh you know you would you you could almost coin the benot um <laughs> uh <laughs> phrase for the pair of them but that's the thing i just i don't know what they're doing at the moment and and i guess one of the big issues we have at edinburgh is that we are current you know all the high hedgings of the SRU can walk out onto the training pitch and have a watch. Yeah. Whereas at Scottsdale they can't Scottsdale they can't do that. So there's pressure on everybody there. There's there's a you know it just it just seems an odd one and, and I just I just found to bring Darcy have a prop that you're paying a certain wage for who then comes on for four minutes or five minutes in an eighteen seventy two cup game. It's ridiculous. It's, he should be on. Sorry. You know, no, you're absolutely no. right. It, it's ridiculous, and it's a waste of a wage. It, yeah. you're, the point you were going to make is he should be on at 60 minutes, 55 minutes. Like, the best the best teams in the world change their props at 55 to 60 minutes because they've got depth. Yeah. If Darcy Ray is not good enough to replace WPNL at 60 minutes... He is not good enough to be an Edinburgh prop. Yeah. Same with Javin Sebastian. Same with any other player who, and you know, that's not to criticise WP. He he is a phenomenal prop. He's also a 37, 38 year old man. Like, you know, we're getting to a point where there should be a handing over the baton. And the fact that he is still the premier tight head for Edinburgh. Is a little bit of a failure of the SRU's recruitment strategy. Well, there, there is, but you have to look at, you know, and not to go into huge detail, I suppose not everyone's wanting to have a, a full discussion about forwards. Uh, but... I'm pretty sure everyone that's watching wants to talk about <laughs> all night, Craig. But who do we replace WP Nell with? Who do we replace Schumann with? Who do we replace Xander with? Who do we replace 
batty with because with a, with no disrespect at all. With, yeah, okay, probably a little bit of there's, disrespect. There's going to be a high amount of disrespect. But if if if, if, J, if Jamie Batty is your backup loose head for Scotland, yeah, then we need to be uh, well, and also there you go. Let's 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 maybe bow down to to a John Anderson comment here um, and say. <laughs> If Javan Sebastian is your is your is one of your backup tight heads, if you're backup tight heads, you're not a world class team. You're there not, is a you're, there is a, a, there's a question mark to be having okay. here. So you Javan know, wouldn't should... make any other team in the top eights tight head. He wouldn't yeah. be a tight head for the top eight. Well, in he has proven himself to do certain things very well. Um, what are they? I think he can scrimmage. Maybe not to the level of VP or or to Xander, but I think he can scrimmage quite well. Um, I'm fairly. I, I think he'll develop You're now that agnostic he's agnostic about his scrimmaging. Okay. Well, let's let's just say that he has not had a very good opportunity over the last few years to to get proper scrimmage coaching and be co- and, and to scrimmage correctly. Right, he okay. will. There is an opportunity for him to get better and better if we can have that. The problem I have is it's forget about you know Javan's level of scrummaging, whether it's whether you think it's it's good or not. Who's behind him in the yeah. queue? Yeah. That's and that's good. my issue. Um, you know, we've got people like Callum Norrie coming through, we've got people like um I'm trying to think well there's Murphy as well. Murphy Walker's there, but there's two things happening with Murphy Walker. I mean, he's still incredibly raw, and and the second thing is he keeps getting injured. So that, that that's the other point, isn't it? When you're trying to get young props through, like I think Xander was probably the exception that you get props props do mature later, and the very nature of what they're trying to do is generally fits a mid twenties moving kind of you know a start sort of early to mid twenties and then move through. Xander's a bit of an exception to that, but I think he'll pay the price for that in his later career. And mm. he's probably matured earlier. I don't see Xander being a thirty-eight-year-old prop for what it's worth. No, you'll, you'll, you'll see him retiring at thirty-four. Easy, yeah, yeah, Easy. yeah. yeah. Um, but the, the, where where you also have to look at those is, you know, uh, and it's it's probably it's it's a hand in the rock for me, and I'm probably bringing it on early. But well, well you know, let's throw it out now. Let's go. Let's throw it, I'm give, going to throw give, it out give, now because give, give the premiums a hand in the rock. On you go. Absolutely. Do you want, um, do you want, a, do you want a jingle? Let's go. Do it. What, would, what do you want? A, do you want a jingle? Let's do it. So those of you who don't pay for Patreon and don't don't support us, this is hands in the rock, and this is the quality of uh, of, uh, of of debate you will get <laughs> when you. Maybe I shouldn't have advertised that. I don't know. No, anyway, no, no. <laughs> what I'd say is, currently we've seen report after report of people like Finn Smith. Um, Gus War, all being chased by Gregor Townsend and being offered to start, and etc. Uh, etc. Et now, this this could be conjecture. It can be a load of rubbish. Yeah. Whatever it is, where I'm angry about it is we don't we don't seem to be seeing. There's no reports saying that such and such a prop has been has been um, 
has been uh, spoken to by Gregor Townsend enough because that's where we need them. Second row, we have issues with second row going forward. Um, you know, we, we we don't have a ten issue. We don't have a nine issue. No, we have. Uh, you know, we have a centre issue because we need. To, you know, there's a concern about who backs up the 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 the, the love pairing of of of, of uh, <laughs> To Pelotto and Hugh Jones, um, and we we have a prop issue. We have a front row issue. You know, if, if, you know. So I, I just Scott, Scottish rugby. Let, let's let to expand on your point, Craig, and through the duration of your watching of Scottish rugby, we've we've seen some brilliant Scottish props. Scottish rugby perpetually has a prop issue. Yeah, we often have one. Or two, we'd never have depth. And the way the game is now, you always need that depth. And it it, it, it absolutely is concerning that you you see the reports going. We're chasing Finn Smith. I think Finn Smith's a fabulous player, right? I think he's, I think he would do really well in a Scotland shirt. He would be third choice in a Scotland shirt. Could be fourth choice. Could, could be, be fourth choice. Could could be fifth if we're being really controversial. Well, if you, if you, if you look at if you look at the, the a year ago or two years ago, um, Finn Finn Russell's fourth. <laughs> fourth was fourth choice behind Jamie, you know, Thompson, and 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 this is this is what just I just don't seem to understand. Is this? Yeah, we don't chase props. We don't chase props. We need to be chasing these front row players. Like we did a good job on. Um, uh, oh God, his name's just gone right out of my bloody head. The Edinburgh Edinburgh hooker to uh, Ashman, you and Ashman. Ashman, we, Ashman we chased you and Ashman, yeah. and we got him in. Um, you know, but you've got people like 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 for example, Kamikaze George Turner. If George Turner's going to continually um, throw himself at people's feet and and so and damage himself. Yeah, um, you know, we're going to be in a situation where we've got um, the Wonder Kid coming through um, uh, uh, Johnny Matthews, but. <laughs> The Wonder Kid is like twenty nine. I know, I know, I know. But, <laughs> and 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 to be, and I've, I have to say this, and and whether people like it or don't, and I know you, you're, you, you and Johnny are doing things. No, it's he is not a scrummaging hooker. No, he's not a set piece hooker. He's fantastic, and the only set piece he is good at is 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 um is uh, 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 once it reaches the back of the line out. Yes, and it has and then to. The, It'd be very particular to get it to the back of the lineup. Yeah, and he's very good in the loose. Yeah, and so we have to. I honestly feel we have to be very, very careful here because we've we we need to start seeing some more of these younger players coming through. We need to start looking. You know, we can't continually trot out Sam Skinner. We can't continually trot out um, uh, Richie Gray because these guys are going to be gone soon. Let's 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 put that aside actually for a second, because I think we're touching on a very interesting point. And sorry to everyone watching, we're going to we're, we're going to head off on a wee tangent here. So just go with us. If you're here, you probably know this is how it happens sometimes. Right. So you're you're a you're a schoolboy um, playing rugby just now. You know everything that's happening in rugby. You know about C, uh, CTE. You know about all the risks involved in rugby. What in your right mind would make you want to be a hook, uh, be a front row or be a second row? 
Why, why, why would you do it just now? And 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 that's the discussion I've had. Um, I spent a season in an under eighteen with an under eighteen squad that had yeah. no props. Yeah, it's, yeah, and, and and that's why I'm asking this question because I think it's very, very. It's a hard, hard question. I don't expect necessarily a direct answer. You also, um, and and whether this is a, you also have an issue with body image. Yes, and. Yeah. Body image has moved on um, significantly from my day, even up to maybe two or three years ago. Yeah, you had 100%. props, props to you. You were a game for all. Um, you'd have you'd have a bigger yeah. kid who was bigger built, who got the 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 um, the, the, the oversized three, play prop. The three three jersey, the oversized one that everyone has in the kit yeah. bag. It's bigger than everything. There's your three jersey. Oh, that fits you well, mate. There you go. But John, I'm I'm going to go on an even bigger tangent here. Go for it, please. That, this is a tangent you have, episode. Go. You have the issues of um, kit suppliers having big girls and big lads looking at t- looking at replica shirts um, and shirts for their own team because yeah. if you know Macron can yeah, supply it, to uh, main teams, you can't buy a shirt are, that fits you. Yeah, exactly. Well, well, how, how? Okay, we're all agreed. I'm a big fat boy, right? But to have me walking into a Macron store and at, and having to go through the rigmarole of getting a six XL jumper hoodie, a six XL—that's ridiculous. Because in old terms, and in a few years ago, that would have been a double XL. So you've got this body image issue that's going through all of the different, you know, you've got these players who are pulling on shirts that are incredibly tight on them. They don't like it. They don't feel comfortable in them. You've got this this um, laughy, jokey side of things of, oh, it's only fat boys that play prop or fat, fat girls that play prop, which is ridiculous because anyone who pulls on a rugby jersey and goes out there on, the, on, a, on a rugby field is, is athletic and far more ways than I would ever be at times. And it just gets a negative image. So when it comes to, um, you know, especially younger players coming through, nobody wants to play prop. Nobody wants to play hooker. Um, so it almost the forwards are looked upon as the big slow dumb boys on girls. But that's changing slowly. But it's it's not. That's why at the SRU have brought out these scrum clinics and, and, and the Scrum Academy to try and bring on more and more props, it just, it's it's, it's a little bit too late. You know? Yeah, well, it absolutely is, and you're absolutely right. Like, it's, I've found the mentality, you know, we always we always joke about the front row, the, you know, the front row, row union and, and things like that. And I think we are in a situation now where young players are, smarter and everyone wants to be you know and you just have to look at like we obviously we look at players like Schumann we look at players like you know Richie Gray Scott Cummings Jack Dempsey yes please we look at these big ball carrying forwards and we think that's the sort of player I love but then every single SRU marketing campaign goes look at Finn Russell swinging a pass Look at he who shall not be named that used to play fullback. Um, 
skinning someone. Look at Duhan, you know, skittling English defenders for fun. We're in an era where try scoring, and you know, rugby union is about try scoring, and we still we're in that position. No one wants to be a tight head forward, and it's. You know, it is. You're absolutely right. I think body issue is at the heart of a lot of this. But you know, how how do we solve that, Craig? Because like other countries, other countries are, and I I have a an answer that I think is the issue to this. But other countries are producing tight head forwards. Other countries are producing front rows. Why are we not? I I, I think it's. I think it's got a lot to do with, and 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 this is where women's rugby is is increasing dramatically, and this is because women's rugby are resetting the clock. Yeah, they've they've come in and gone, they and and they've really fired on of of you know rugby is for anyone who wants to play it. We have a position for anyone that wants to play it, um, and uh, and and they really they you know they put into they put in measures that. That, that that really you know anyone can feel like they've got a home. Whereas men are slightly different; they tend to be more tribal. They tend to be more. Um, uh, don't get me wrong; I know, I know many tribal women, but um, it, it's it's you know they they seem to not let things bother you, not let you know. But in, inside, the, they definitely don't want to be known as the fat boy or the or the boy that can't run or this, that, the other, whereas they should be celebrated. You know, looking at Johnny Matthews, now we laugh about Johnny Matthews, we talk about Johnny Matthews, and I keep going on about how I'm fed up yeah. with hearing about Johnny Matthews from, from certain people, but Scotland and, and, and Glasgow and the, the media should be celebrating this this guy because of the amount of yeah. crop, the amount of the amount of tries he scored, showing that you know he may not be you know he may not look sexy. Well some people may find him sexy, but he may not I look sexy him. but what a what a phenomenal player. And 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 we should be selling, but also, and I think Brian, uh, Brian Douglas has put a wee, a, a wee message up there. Oh yeah, let's pop, um, let's pop up to this one. Yeah, so Craig, I feel your pain in buying Macron kit really makes you think twice about buying it. Fifty-two inch chest is not five or eight or six XL. What that? This is it. Yeah, and you're talking about rugby kit. You're not talking about normal, like you know, a t-shirt. Yeah, and this is this this is where I just feel that. You know, they should knock it back and 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 start again and have an an extra small as a as a small or whatever and just bring that down a little bit so that people a are more comfortable in the shirts, but also they don't. You know, me buying a like okay, I've got a, I've got a bit a pretty hard neck um, and and I'm pretty <laughs> thick skin, but going up with a six XL hoodie to to to, to buy it. It's a bit sore, isn't it? It's yeah. not. The, it's not. The, it's not the happiest day. I'm going into the Edinburgh shop or the or the, or the no. SRU shop. It, you know? it, it feels. It feels bad because, like, that's the thing. And even you know, I've got an extensive rugby top collection. As you, those of you who follow the podcast are very aware, and the the variety in the sizes, from let's say large, through to what is you know. A couple of X's on my, on me. The the variety in that the difference in the feel that I have in those shirts is quite something. 
And I actively avoid shirts because of that. Yeah, I, I do as well. Of course, of course you do. Yeah, I and do. It, I... it just it feels crap because you're a, you know, you're a sport, and you're like, well, body positivity. I feel good. I feel okay. Like I feel personally. Well, I'm knocking my mic and everything. Yeah. I personally feel okay as in the shape I am. But some rugby talks make me feel like crap. Yeah, and that's not acceptable. And and it's hard because we we are in a sport where masculinity, you know, like let's let's cut cut away women's rugby for a second, but we are still in a sport where masculinity, the hard hit, the ability to bounce back from, you know, injury, um, the the the, the huge dominance of the physical form is at the absolute crux of what promotes the sport. And it's wrong. It's wrong. Like some of the best players in the world are tiny. Mm. Some of the best players in the world are bloody massive. Yeah. And that is rugby in its in its nutshell. And I know we've got so far away from the 1872 here, but I think this is such an important debate to have that, uh, you know, this is at the absolute crux of what rugby actually is. And, you know, we're sitting here and... Sorry. No, you go, please. No. And, and, and that is where we're finding... and. and... I think it, does, it it's an addition to the struggle of CTE and yep. people not wanting their, their kids playing rugby. Um, we also have this issue of rugby is falling dramatically across Scotland. Male it rugby, is. Is. Um, numbers of participants are, are, are drastically falling. Um, you've got teams out there who have been stalwarts within, within Scottish rugby for many, many years are now fielding one team where they yeah. had three teams right. before. Um, and so the pressure, the time pressure on people who play rugby, the, you know, the, the, the work pressure that they have. I, I gave up rugby because I kept, you know, okay, fair enough, I'm, I'm older. And I got became more and more unfit, then got more and more injured, which took me away from work, which I couldn't afford. So, you know, those are the sort of, and that's just me. Forget about the younger, the younger guys. One and person. That's one person. One person. So, it's it's just a difficult situation, but there are things that could be there are little bits and pieces that could be done that would that would help us celebrate a little bit more um, the, the, the 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 change at the different sizes of people, um, but not in a negative way. You know, I, I saw one piece. I think I think um, they had uh, they ha- I think I've forgotten the, the props name, but he plays. I'm sure he plays for Exeter. He's, he signed from Northampton Saints or Tigers and went down to Exeter. Right. And they're talking about he's got the the, the biggest shirt they've ever made in Exeter colours. And it's like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> who, why, who cares why about you, that? Yeah. Why are we, you know, why are we not talking about, look at this guy, how he can scrummage. He's, you know, how, look, look at a oh, guy oh. that's a big lad who can move around the pitch as well as he can. It was it was, it was the same when uh, your, your boy, and I'm going to butcher the name, right, but the Fijian lad that played hooker for Glasgow, uh, Mesa Dokoloto, Okay. Who who was as wide as he was tall? Like mm. I think he, I think it, and uh, I think he had the highest BMI of anyone who had ever played for Glasgow because of his height and weight. Yeah. Because he was so short, but he was like he was a brick. Yeah. And on his debut, he scores two tries. And it doesn't necessarily go to have a good Glasgow career, but you know the fact that that's the first thing people jump to. Like, oh, he's got a big BMI. Oh, look at the size of him. He's massive, but he's short. Mm. 
like we're still obsessed with size. Mm-hmm. We're obsessed with the way, like the skill level of players. Like so, we've we've talked at length about the players we like. Right? Yes, we love the fact Duhan can run over the top of people. We love that, right? But we also love Darcy Graham, who is the absolute antithesis of that of uh, Duhan. Yeah. You know, they are little, little, little and large. They're what uh, you know, English Premiership football teams used to put up front. They're the four four two of rugby, little and large. There you go. You know, we're, we we do try to celebrate these these small players, but ultimately, we we are in a sport that's still obsessed with physical contact. And what 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 is the what is the tagline that? You've always been told on rugby, Craig. What is rugby union? It is a what? What type of sport is it? Well, I've always been told it's just well, it's a physical sport, um, but it's, it's a, a sport, sport for all. Yeah, it's it's a sport where you look for space, not for look for contact. Yeah, and and we try to tell people that, but you know, it's a it's a massive sport based on massive players and. I don't think we're getting away from that anytime soon. Yeah. I think, but I think you're right. We do need to celebrate people who are, you know, they're not different. They're normal. Like, yeah. you know, there's a hundred people with the body shape of certain players sitting out in the, the crowds, looking at them going, I wish I was you. Mm. It's, 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 it's brutal that we're in this situation. Right. That's a, a that's our that's our uh, virtuous part of the podcast done. We've had the hands of the rock and everything. <laughs> let's, let's let's talk a wee bit more in depth about eighteen seventy two. Um, Edinburgh individual brilliance. You know you've got world class back three. You've got some world class players up front. You turned turned the game purely on the back three for me. Um, Duhan and Darcy. That clearly, guys that only play to crowds that are thirty-seven plus thousand. Uh, I, I think I'm it's. Ob- I'm obviously joking, but yeah, I, th- I think uh, you could probably level that at Duhan. You could, you can't level it. At, yeah. um, at I, I don't think you can level that at Darcy. I agree. Um, you know, but on the other side of things, I, th- I actually think Healy, um, Healy, you know, turned it on vastly, vastly improved. Vastly yep. improved. I thought it was um, his best game for Edinburgh, actually. And Ali Price sped up a tiny bit um, and took a couple of big risks, um, which paid off. Um, same with Mark Bennett. He took a couple of big risks. Mark Bennett, Bennett I'll tell you, he was very if, good. If you're gonna if you're gonna level the uh, playing for thirty seven thousand fans, Mark <laughs> Bennett's the man. Um, he he really showed. You know, he's he's been out the squad a little bit. Or be on the bench a fair bit, and he really showed that he, he's got a hunger not to be, um, because he, he he turned up at the weekend. Um, so I, I thought, um, I, I it was an odd one, um, because I, I really think that, um, that Xander was good around the park. Um, I thought there was there was an awful lot of injuries. Yeah. For Glasgow in their defence, you know they've got a strong defence. They're up in your face a lot. I think um, a lot of they because Sean Everett is talking about um, uh, making Edinburgh more physical and more 
um, more dominant in the in 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 the set piece and in contact. I think it showed with Glasgow's defence that you know they were going in quick and hard, and and they were dealing with large again large players coming at them hard, um, which unfortunately took a toll on some of the players. So it's been a. It, it, I thought it was a bit kind of meh game um, with with a couple of exciting bits in it. I would agree. I think the second leg was a bit crap, to be honest. And I think, um, yeah, I think I think you've hit the nail on the head. I think it was both teams know each other quite well, and both sets of players know each other well. I thought I thought Ali Price that was his best game for Edinburgh, which isn't yeah. saying much. Um, I think Ben Healy that was his best game from Edinburgh for for a from a long long stretch and. That is saying much because I think he has actually been very good. Mm. Uh, but I thought it was so controlling, and I think Edinburgh whisper it. Edinburgh are two centres short of a very very talented side. Mm-hmm. If you drop if you drop two Polotu and Hugh Jones into that Edinburgh side, I think you've got a world class side there. I, I would just take two Polotu. To be brutally honest with yeah, you, well, well, yeah, yeah, I, totally, I, yeah. I don't, I, I don't I even think, know um, if you need Jones. I, I think I, I enjoy Matt Curry. Um, I think Matt Curry could, could, could is, is someone who can really grow into player. a decent player. Yeah. I think he's a club player. I don't. I'm not sure I he's, he's a gonna, club player. Yeah. I don't think he's going to reach the heights of of, of Scotland, but I, I think he's he's a very good. He, he's yeah. almost a Stafford McDowell. Um, yeah, 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 totally. totally. You know, it's a big lad and, and quite dominant. Um, yeah. But, but I and I'll tell you that the person I'm I'm really pleased to see working out well is Wes Goosen. Goosen um, was exceptional both legs. I really yeah. like the cut of him. I think yeah. he's a great wee player. And uh, and do you know what? Actually, both fullbacks for both legs, Josh Mackay on the other side as well. I thought Goosen and Mackay were probably, for me, the two talented players in the park. They both looked very up for it. Tom Gordon did do as well. Tom Gordon. Tom Gordon like, that's that. Tom Gordon's an angry. He angry looked dangerous going through contact. Um, a couple of times we yeah. we were we were in the west stand, closer to the the um, the Edinburgh defending try line yeah. in the first half. Um, and Tom Gordon had a couple of runs there that looked difficult to deal with. He's a very good player in the loose. Uh, mm. I think I think Gordon uh, Gordon's. Gordon's a total like Gordon should be a Scotland cap by a long way. Yeah, he should he should have twenty caps, but you know, he gets his chance. Hamish Watson drops off, and then Rory Darge, who's a once in a generation talent, turns up. You know, it's it's one of those ones. It's just timing. Yeah, like, I think Gord, Gordon's a great player, but Darge is a much better player. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's just, just how it works sometimes. But we're happy to have Top Gordon. But yeah, the fullback battle for me, I, th- I think Mackay and Goosen are like, I don't think they're players that Glasgow and Edinburgh attract all the time. I think they're world class players who other teams have bypassed. I think they could go to a team in France and people would be singing their praises. I think, but, but I think they're players. Especially Goosen, who have come for Mike Blair. Uh, yeah, and I Mike, think yeah, Goosen's a, Mike, a player, a player, player. Yeah, hundred. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a Mike Blair type of player. Um, yeah. and unfortunately, I don't know if he. Well, 
he's doing very very well under under the you know over the last this seems, season. I think he seems to be doing his own thing though, as opposed to yeah. playing the playing the party line. Which I think sometimes if you've got quite a structured um, strategy, I think sometimes you have to let these players just do their own thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, so we've talked at length about. 1872. Congratulations to Edinburgh for taking the four points. Over yeah, to... the four points. Oh, do you know that's the bit I was disappointed about. Honestly, I would I would have taken the win, and had you won the cup, obviously it wasn't an option after the first fixture. But uh, the points are always more important uh, yeah. to me. But um, let's talk about the main event of the weekend: the absolutely historic fixture, Edinburgh Women. Glasgow women played just before the men's game. Um, the first, the first outing for for both sides. Um, just like an incredible spectacle of rugby, and I, I, I mean, I'll not, I'll not, like, I'll not lie. I, I sat there the second half, I had a wee tear in my eye just watching it. I absolutely loved the match. I, I was so excited by it. It's a, it's a real. Um... For for me, it's it's something that's come together finally. Um, we've finally. we've had, yeah, we've we've had East v West games before, um, and and you know they were they were put together and they were hastily put together and things things kind of worked out that way. And I, I've been along a few East v West games and and they've been nice, but I I. I bumped into. I've, I, I'm lucky enough to know at least three of the players who are involved with yeah. Edinburgh um, yeah. uh, through through the How Harlequins, and I met up with um, Molly Pullman um, at the end of the game, um, who's a prop who plays for Watsonians now. Um, well, she plays prop hooker, um, and and Molly, her face, she was freezing, but her face just was just never. They could, she, in, in her exact words, well, we could have lost her, we'd be still over the moon. She's an Edinburgh fan. She's She's been wanting to play high-level rugby for so long. She's been coming through the the um, the the, um, the youth system and she's she's played for the, the Thistles before. But to pull on an Edinburgh shirt, that's not just a, an Edinburgh shirt off the, off, the, off the peg. It's a proper yeah. Edinburgh women's Is shirt. It- an Edinburgh rugby shirt measured to a woman that yeah. un- she was unbelievable over the moon and and it's so awesome. I, I was I was I was thoroughly impressed and I'm really happy. Slight if I'm going to give any negativity out of it at all, and that is the SRU shut ticket sales. Um, uh, yeah, the, the, night, the night, before. night before. Yeah, yeah. What was and, that and about? They basically said that the only the only staffed. The the um, uh, the main stand, which is the one opposite the Lothian stand, um, which is yeah. the one where that's that's the only tickets they were selling. They didn't sell any other tickets. So we, there was a lot of people who, and I have to put my hand up and say I was the one got caught. I got caught out myself. I had family who wanted to go through, and um, I know other people had had family wanting to go through, and people who came to watch the game prior yeah. to the 1972 Cup and couldn't get tickets because they thought they would be able to buy on the door. Now, okay, fair enough. That's another hands up, unorganised, etc. But 
life is like that sometimes. Life at Christmas, life at Christmas and New Year is absolutely like that. And the SRU have absolutely missed the target yet again with that because obviously walk-up sales were going to be a thing. Well, they could they could have had, they probably could have had at least another stand open. Uh, yeah, and, and sell 100%. a fair amount of people because there was a lot of people I knew that were coming through to the 1872 Cup and said, you know what, we're going to just buy a ticket and go and watch the women's game well. As that's well. the thing, yeah, you've got people turning up and just going, oh, there's a game of rugby on, fuck it, let's so, go. Whoa, whoa. So there's a, so a little <laughs> bit of negativity there, which is disappointing, but on, but overall, fantastic. Um, uh, Edinburgh looked the more um, convincing. Professional, professional yeah. side. But yeah. to be brutally honest, any team that has Claire Trickshank involved in it are going to be at that level. That's, yeah, um, I, think, I, mean, I think I think Edinburgh on paper had the better side by a long way. And do you know, fair play to the Glasgow girls for sticking in. I thought they, oh, I thought yeah, they done a good job. And and uh, they and they can't walk away from that with their heads down. No, um, far from know, it. Far from um, it. They, they, uh, they put in a good performance. Um, fitness, I, th- I think fitness and professionalism told in the end, um, in terms of the Edinburgh side, I think they were fitter and better drilled. But ultimately, you know, both teams go on to the next fixture of the Celtic Challenge, and they're, I think, they're very good sides. I think they're good, yeah. like, you know, there's, there's no doubt. I don't think any, I don't think either of the teams are going to get whitewashed in this tournament, and I think. Given that they are both technically scratch sides that have been pulled together from nothing, I think I think they're you know the the talent in the women's game is unbelievable. Like yeah. Scott Scottish rugby, if we harness what we have in front of us, and let's be honest, the SRU have previous on managing to absolutely poop the bed on this front, yeah. but. We've got we've got a great opportunity here, and I I loved the fixture. I loved it, and I can't wait to watch the next one. I'm so excited. And being so, able to watch it on uh, watch it on um, iPlayer as well, yeah, um, that is, that's a phenomenal. That's a great thing to have. And that's a, and and for a first first tournament, just getting that on iPlayer, that's you know that ability to even watch it and catch up or whatever, brilliant. Absolutely, absolutely. So, if, if anyone's more interested in in this side of things, um, there are some good blog posts on the Scottish Rugby blog um, regarding you, um, <laughs> all of that. So, if anyone is um, you know wants to, to, to hear more and maybe maybe look at a more structured um, uh, conversation about it than than maybe you or I, John, um, yapping away about it, um, they can certainly oh, sure. go, <laughs> they can go into the blog and see a really nicely written piece. Um, about it, and, uh, and yeah, hopefully the, they can catch up. There is, there is absolutely some excellent pieces over on scottishrugbyblog.co.uk. Head over there, and you will catch them. Um, and as Craig rightly says, they're probably more coherent. In, in fact, <laughs> they're definitely, definitely more coherent than us on our. What is this, Craig? Our third and a half hour of podcast now. So, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> So I think we are we are possibly getting tired at this point, but we do have to head over to our Patreon only section, and we're going to do that tonight. And uh, we're going to set set forth into the hands of the rock section properly. Craig's obviously given you one 
as a Christmas bonus, if you will. <laughs> oh, pardon me. Oh, that was a big burp. Um, but yeah, we are, we're going to head over there. Um, thank you, everyone who's joined us for this part, uh, part of the show. Um, we'll be back. Hi, we'll be back next week. We, we do have some changes afoot on the podcast. Uh, we're currently just doing some things behind the scenes. So uh, we will be in contact with a few years just to understand what the podcast needs to look like moving forward, um, what you guys want. But um, we'll, we'll we'll try we'll try to make sure that you get a, a coherent podcast. Oh well, actually we probably won't. We'll probably just do what we want. And uh, you well, it, I would say if if if, if uh, also if you're you know you're not a patron, please look into the patron side of things. But if you're if 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 you have anything that you want us to cover or you want to talk about. Yeah. Um, I'm at Scrum Champion on on X, and you can uh, you, my DMs are open, so you can have a wee message through oh, to me. Oh, his DMs are open. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I never even thought of that, and you've gone oh. down that you've gone down that right into the gutter straight away. And we're not even on the Patreon side of things yet. Yeah, no. If you, uh, yeah, absolutely. If you contact us, you, um, we're we're both on Facebook, but uh, yeah, Craig's at Scrum Champion. Champion. Yep, Scrum Champion. Yep. Yeah. And I'm at Skinchenko27, S-K-I-N-C-H-E-N-K-O-2-7. Um, yeah, if you give us a message on Twitter, if there's anything you want us to cover, please give us a shout. But we are going to look, we'll reach out to folks. We're going to try and revamp this because we want to give you the best possible content um, that you guys can have. Also, you know, we've got Patreons. Please look into the Patreon side of things. Craig's absolutely right. There's some cool things over there. So um, if you're interested, head on over. But for now, it is time to head over to our... We're going to ditch ditch uh, the, the free-to-air. Free to we're going to ditch the BBC. Uh, these guys are... Right, we're moving over to the, the, the freemium content now. Um it's time for us to say goodnight. So good night from me and my Stormer's top and good night from Craig Manson. Good night all. See you later.